the EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free T-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win, spelled W-Y-N-N. We'll also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We'll also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no V. VIG. That's right, no VIG betting. That's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's betteredge, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com and the promo code SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paper providers and they make it super easy to start your own sport. Sportsbook. Puff Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. You are listening to the EPL show FA Cup fourth round special here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also check out my website, lockbetting.com, where we are heading towards our 92nd consecutive month of profit. Had a really, really hot start in the NHL so far, where we are at 13 and 5. We're doing really well with our NBA, particularly our NBA props. Have had a couple of losing days, but that's really just been down to players' minutes. We've had teams involved in blowouts where we've had players to cash over props and they've been sat on the bench and uh, haven't quite got there. But as the season goes on, we're going to hit a lot, lot more of those. We usually do cash those at 70% and we'll start to see that come to fruition as the season normalised. Obviously, everybody's capping around COVID. We've come through our bad soccer patch. You guys have seen what we've done with the picks and the locks here. We even had a good Bundesliga show, even though we didn't play much of it over at lockbetting.com. We did have a good Bundesliga show last time out on lockbetting.com. We are also on a 11-day run, 11 straight consecutive days of winning in the tennis. And we have the Australian Open coming at the end of the month. So lockbetting.com is where to sign up for all of my content. So speaking of the locks, I just mentioned we were on a decent run, but it got derailed yesterday by Liverpool. Liverpool and under 4.5 goals didn't cash. It should have done because Dira Carigi got through on goal right at the end of the half. Perfect time to score because there's no chance it gets to five goals from that point. And also Liverpool in a very, very good position to win. It means Burnley have to take the game to them, which they're not good at. What Burnley are good at doing is hitting on the break or getting set pieces, putting men behind the ball, then hitting on the break and getting set pieces and nicking games. And yesterday they got cleaned through. Alisson bought down. Down Barnes and Barnes stepped up and took the penalty and they nicked the game and they ended Liverpool's three and a half year run, nearly four year run of being unbeaten at home. If I'm going to lose a lock to anything and I don't necessarily mind losing the lock, 
it would have to be that. It would have to be seeing the end of Liverpool's unbeaten home record and coming at the hands of Burnley. I did say on the last podcast I did, Burnley are the only team last season that got anything from Anfield. And today or yesterday, they've gone there and won the game with an Ashley Barnes penalty. But we really should have cashed that play. We're unlucky not to do so. It could have been a very different game had Origi scored. And that's really been the case with the lock, this locks this season. We haven't been able to go on a run. We started 6-0 and at the start of the season. And since then, it's been a case of hitting a couple and losing one. And then hitting a couple and losing one. Whereas there hasn't been a time where we lost back-to-back, we have been going on this 2-1 and one and 2-and-1 two and 2-and-1 pattern. But hey, that's still 67%, but it's not what we expect here on the show. We've always delivered higher than that. We've always gone on runs of seven, eight, nine, ten winning locks in a row. We've just not been able to do that this season other than the start. And it has been usually a case down to down to craziness. We have lost some crazy locks this season. We've had uh, Liverpool concede a 95th minute penalty against Brighton. We've had Tottenham lose three goals in the last 10 minutes to draw against West Ham. It hasn't been a case of some of these locks just just losing and looking like really bad plays. We've had craziness go against us, which is why I always say you guys have to hedge. Even when we're looking at a few weeks in the Bundesliga, when Borussia Mönchengladbach were 2-1 up and uh, they blew the game in injury time when Stuttgart got a 96-minute penalty, you should have hedged that. You could have got 20, 25 to 1. This is not the season not to hedge. So make sure that if you do have a lock that I give you guys and it is coming through, and if you're looking at 12, 15, 16 to 1, 20 to 1 hedges, it can lose. So take that little hedge because these things can happen at the moment more so than any other time that I can recall. So just be aware of that. Be aware to hedge. Don't be a hero. Don't be a cowboy. Um, there's no extra money at the end of the day for, for riding. Statistical data does prove that those people that do take appropriate, sensible hedges will come through with more profit in at the end. And um, and yeah, like as I said, there's no there's no bonus money for for being a hero and riding out as much as you possibly can. And I think that will be key for us even at lockbetting.com this weekend as we head towards the NFC and AFC championships because the two teams that we picked initially from the get-go are here. We have the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC championship. We have a future on the Green Bay Packers. In fact, we have two futures on the Green Bay Packers to win the NFC this weekend. So, of course, we will be hedging. We'll be looking for those lines to move. We're looking for the confirmation of, of Patrick Mahomes. We're looking for the Bills to go out to, to four, 4.5, five and 5 point underdogs, hopefully, and uh, be able to get a better money line hedge there. We're looking for the same thing in the, in the Packers-Bucks game, although I'm not expecting it. I am expecting the the Kansas City game to move considerably. So of course, we're going to be hedging on those futures because I'm a professional gambler with a professional website that gives people a guaranteed monthly profit and I've delivered it for 91 consecutive months. I'm not a hero. I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm not trying to be a cowboy. I'm not just going to ride out plays. I'm not one of these people that I know there's a philosophy on this podcast where we, we, we where Kramer and Sean finish every show by saying let it ride. 
But the reality is letting it ride will ultimately lead you to losses, frustration and anger. And um, we protect our bankroll a little bit better than that over at LockBank.com. So we will be having hedge protection at the weekend. And most of the time where, where these locks haven't hit, especially I recall um, Tottenham versus West Ham in particular, there was a hedge play on that. It didn't come at 3-0, obviously, because I'm not stupid. But it did come at 3-1 once the pattern of play started to change and the momentum shifted to West Ham. There was a hedge play there. And it's not just hedges that we that we give out. Last weekend, we landed a 18-1 winner on the nil-nil draw between Liverpool and Manchester United. That was an in-play that was delivered about three minutes into the game. I only needed three minutes to see how deep Manchester United was sitting in before I got an inkling that this game could be nil-nil or this game could at least get to the 70-minute mark as nil-nil where team where teams would make the decision as to whether they settle for a point or they make a full commitment to winning it. Personally, after seeing what happened to Liverpool yesterday, I now think more than ever that that game was there for Manchester United to win and perhaps we should have taken the game by the throat, taken it to a weakened Liverpool team who are struggling to score, who now haven't scored for four games and got away there and got our three points. But how can I complain? Man United are six points ahead of Liverpool at the moment. We are sitting top of the EPL table and we came through against Fulham in midweek. That was another members play over at lockbetting.com. So let's move on to this week's content, which is the FA Cup fourth round. Now, I've picked out the same play a lot here on this show, and this isn't down to laziness. This is down to statistical data, and I spoke earlier um, in the week about how statistical data didn't quite mean as much, and we are waiting for data to to change over this COVID period to overcome the fatigue that may be there from this Christmas period and from this overplaying of games, because this this is the period where... I did earmark at the start of the season where that tiredness was going to come in, where all of these teams that were running the most kilometres per game, which has now become everybody's favourite statistic. Oh, how many kilometres a game do these teams win? Well, Leeds and Liverpool are right up there at the top. And look at what's happening to them. Leeds, keep an eye out for Leeds. I don't think they're going to get sucked into the relegation race. But Leeds are a team who are going to massively struggle when we get to the second half of the season. Because they already, even in non-COVID situations, even in non-COVID situations, they already struggled in previous seasons at the latter part of the season to keep up their energy, to keep up the, the style of football that Bielsa wants to play, which is this double up on a man, press everybody, press in two and one situations, win the ball up high up the pitch, run, 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 run. And they haven't got anything left come the end of the season. So I particularly want you to keep an eye out for them. As for this show, the bet that I've picked out here a lot on this particular show, and you'll hear it quite a few times. I've only picked out seven games, but this is a play that I've taken for five of the seven games that I have picked out. So that's why I'm giving you this sort of disclaimer at the start of the show. It's teams to win to nil. It's EPL teams to win to nil. And looking at the last round, Everton were the only team in the top half of the EPL not to beat lower league opposition whilst also keeping a clean sheet. That record continued on with West Ham against Stockport in the final game of round three. And we actually played West Ham to win to nil in that one. And that took the weekend record to six and one. So EPL teams in the top half went six and one in the last round, winning 
and keeping a clean sheet. That's why we have taken five of them here on this show. So as I said, it's not down to laziness. There is a statistical data trend that I'm following. In addition to that, look at the situation. I cannot see these teams scoring against Premier League oppositions. We have teams like Chorley here traveling to Wolves. Chorley are just overcome with joy to even be in this round of the FA Cup. They did it by getting past a weakened Derby team, a Derby youth team. Otherwise, we'd be looking at Derby versus Wolves, which would probably be a lot more of an interesting game. We certainly wouldn't have Wolves here tonight at the price that we're seeing here against Chorley, which is 1-7. to But I like Wolves here to come through with a clean sheet. Just know there is no supporting data for this in terms of taking Wolves as an out-and-out clean sheet team because their Premier League games are irrelevant to this game against National League side Chorley, who have obviously never beaten a team in the Premier League before. Wolves have conceded just one goal in total in their last three FA Cup fixtures. I guess that's relevant data. And Wolves have lost just two of their last nine FA Cup away matches. Again, I guess that's data. But the fact is here, you're getting a better team traveling to a non-league team. And even if they haven't kept clean sheets in the Premier League, they'll be looking at this as a game where they absolutely must keep a clean sheet. Wolves are going to have up to 80% of the ball in this game. Just just have a look when this game is on in live and see if I'm correct about that. Look 30, 40 minutes in, how much of the ball Wolves are going to have. It's going to be very difficult for Chorley to create a chance, let alone score, with the 20 to 30% of the possession they have here in this game being the far, far inferior, inferior sorry, opposition. And the fact we're getting Wolves here to win and win to nil at 10 to 11, I think offers some very, very good value. Moving on to Saturday... We look at West Ham at home to Doncaster, where West Ham are the one of three favourites. It's four to one here on the draw, and it's nine to one on Doncaster. Here, we do have supporting data for actually taking this West Ham team. This isn't just a case of inferior opposition coming to the, the Premier League team here. This is a case of West Ham also defending very, very well as of late. West Ham have kept a clean sheet in four of the last five games. West Ham have won to nil in three of the last four matches. And this Doncaster Rovers team have scored one or fewer goals in three of the last four assignments. So West Ham to nil here would be the play again. And in this instance, you're getting it a plus money. It's available here for you at 11 to 10. And I like this play as well. Riding the trend and riding the better team who also have a superior defensive record. You're getting a better price there here because Doncaster are a better team and a higher ranked team than Chorley. But I still think West Ham will be able to come through here and keep a clean sheet as well. Plus, West Ham are fielding strong teams for the FA Cup. Even last time when they went away to Stockport, that was a strong team. They only made four or five changes. So if Premier League teams are keeping strong teams out there and are looking for cup runs, that gives you even more of a chance. And immediately, as I'm going through these games, I circled Arsenal. I circled Leicester. I circled West Ham. I circled Everton. I circled Wolves as teams who potentially want runs in this competition. Teams that can't go down in the Premier League, but also teams that aren't necessarily competing for the the Premier League title. Leicester may think they are, Tottenham may think they are, but ultimately they won't be there at the end. This does represent a better chance for silverware for these teams. And I do think that they'll put strong enough teams in here to, to win and also to win to nil this weekend. As we move on to Sunday... 
we have a number of games taking place on Sunday. We'll start with the Chelsea game because that's up first. They're 1-7 to at home to win to Luton. They're 13-2 to to draw and they're 16-1 on Luton. Lampard's job is on the line. Don't make any mistake about it. Frank Lampard could be the next manager sacked in the Premier League. I think it should be Chris Wilder, given the position that Sheffield United are in. There's rumours about Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce is the favourite in the market. But I do think there's a chance that Frank Lampard could go. It's just completely unacceptable where Chelsea is sitting here in the league table. They will definitely be looking for an FA Cup run. They will definitely be looking to to win this trophy. And there's lots of bets here I like in this game. I like Chelsea to cover a minus two handicap. That pushes if they only win by two. But obviously you need them to win by three or more to cash it. If they win by one or less, then you don't cash this bet. But I like Chelsea minus two here, which is available at eight. 8 to 11. I like Chelsea over 2.5 team goals here at 10 to 11 as well because I don't see a situation where Chelsea don't score three. And I also like this Chelsea defence to shut out Luton because there have been periods of the season where Chelsea were keeping clean sheets against strong teams and doing very, very well. They kept two clean sheets against Sevilla in the Champions League. So their defence are capable of doing it and they're not going to make wholesale changes. They didn't do that for the last round. We saw Chelsea's top players on the pitch. We saw a very, very strong Chelsea team. And uh, they beat Morecambe 4-0 as a result of it. And I'm expecting a strong team here as well. And a similar result. I like 3-1 as an individual result here at 7-1. Chelsea have beaten eight lower league opponents at home this season in the FA Cup since 2000. Sorry, not this season. Chelsea have beaten eight lower league opponents at home in the FA Cup since 2016, scoring 25 times along the way. They beat Morecambe 4-0 in the last round of competition. And this Luton team have only made it past the FA Cup's fourth round once in the last 13 seasons. Although Luton were obviously low. Lower league, lower league team at that time. So again, that's kind of irrelevant data. It's hard to scrap data together for these games because you're looking at top level teams playing against lower lower teams in these instances that I've picked out. But I like riding this statistical data, the statistical data and the trend of teams to, to nil. Uh, the better team going up against the weaker team, dominating the ball, looking to not only win but to win comfortably, giving their players, their fringe players, a chance to to show what they can do as well. And these fringe players. I think some people look at it as a negative sometimes when you see these fringe players on the pitch. If you're in an EPL squad like Chelsea, you are a quality player and you're looking for your opportunity to show you're a quality player. You're a far better player than anybody that Luton have. So if you're seeing Hudson-Odoi, Tammy Abraham, Aspilicueta, Antonio Rudiger, um, Kovacic, if you're seeing these players in, in the Chelsea team, they are still quality players. Just because they don't play every single week doesn't mean they're not going to come here and do a job against Luton. So lots of picks there. Chelsea to nil, over 2.5 team goals, the minus two handicap. I like all of it and I think Chelsea will win here comfortably and they'll be looking to gain back some confidence after that result against Leicester. That really should have been a lock last time out. I was kicking myself because I did have it written down. I was even contemplating doing a double lock. Leicester on the double chance market. It was a no-brainer because I actually like Leicester on the fucking money line. I like Leicester on the money line at 21 to 10. I love Leicester on the money line. I personally played Leicester on the money line. So that really, really should have been the lock. I never, ever saw Chelsea getting a result at Leicester at all. There was nothing to support that at all. Not the data, not the eye test, um, nothing. Nothing about the situation pointed to Chelsea winning that game. So that really, really should have been the lock. Massively regret that and not giving that as a lockout for you guys. We actually move on to, to Leicester next and they travel to Brentford, where Brentford are the 15th for underdogs. It's 11-4 the draw and it's 4-5 to five here on Leicester. 
Really, really good price on Leicester because Leicester want to advance in this competition. Brentford got here by beating Middlesbrough at home 2-1 last time out. And Middlesbrough were absolutely ravaged by COVID. Brentford are a better team than Middlesbrough. They're higher up in the league. But once they heard the information about Middlesbrough having players out, Brentford decided to rest a whole bunch of their players. And the line moved from um, being originally at 10 to 11 to being at 1-2 to two once we got the information about Middlesbrough's players. So it's at minus 200. And once the Brentford team news swung back, Brentford started the game at minus 120. So that was really surprising that, that Brentford did that. Instead of just taking this team apart, they decided to gamble with their fringe players. I'm not sure how many of Brentford's uh, main first 11 we see here. In fact, I make a prediction that we see less changes from Leicester than we do from Brentford. Brentford are solely focused on getting into the Premier League. So I can see them heavily rotating here, giving the fringe players a chance to to test their mettle against Premier League opposition because more than likely, if Brentford do make it to the Premier League, these fringe players are going to be sold because that's always what happens. The, the, the players that get you to the Premier League, even they end up on the bench once new players are signed because the players that get you to the Premier League, these, these four or five players that are just about in your team, They'll end up being on the bench. And the players that are on the bench, they'll end up being sold. That's just the way it is. That's just the the, the human nature of uh, survival of the fittest. That's it. You need to survive in the Premier League. You need to sign better players. So the players that got you there, four or five of them will end up on the bench. And then to make room on that bench, you'll sell those players. So these bench players currently for Brentford, they'll get an opportunity here to rub shoulders against this Leicester team, but I don't think they'll be able to beat them. Leicester have done very, very well so far this season when rotating, even if it's meant leaving the likes of Madison and Jamie Vardy on the bench. They've still been able to come through and win. Really like the price here of minus 125, 4-5. Leicester have lost just once once on their last 11 games in all competitions. City won 1-0 at Brentford in the fourth round of last season's FA Cup. And Leicester have scored exactly two goals in five of the last seven matches. I think that will be more than enough here to win this game if they can find a couple of goals here. I expect them to win, win to nil, although this isn't one of my to nil selections. Um, It's simply a tiny little lean I think has a little bit of value here considering you're getting it at 21 to 10. But I just simply like Leicester here on the money line to, to win this game at four to five here in this one. Up next, we look at this game of the week. Manchester United hosting Liverpool in the fourth round of the FA Cup. This caught a lot of attention as soon as it was drawn out of the hat. Manchester United available here at 8-5. It's 23-10 to to draw. It's 13-8 to on Liverpool. <sighs> Not sure what to do with this game. I actually was certain that I was going to play Liverpool. Um, after I saw Liverpool's team yesterday. I was surprised that he'd rested so many players. And I think he just felt that he could beat Burnley with the team he had out there. And he should have beat Burnley with the team he out there, had out there. He had the chances to do so. But Jurgen Klopp took the blame himself, as he should rightfully take the blame, because he's the one that picked that team that did not get the job done against Burnley. But I think the mindset was this. I think he left Salah and Firmino and a couple of other players on the bench because he was targeting this Man United game at the weekend. Now, Liverpool are never taking the FA Cup seriously. So this isn't by any means going to be an official play until we see the teams at the weekend. But they've never taken the FA Cup seriously, but they did in the last round. They put out a strongish team against Aston Villa and they rested players for the game against Burnley. I think that Jurgen Klopp is looking for a psychological edge. And I think that he thinks by beating a Manchester United fringe team 
which I do think this will be, that he can gain some kind of psychological edge over Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, over Manchester United and over the first team players that do play, which is obviously going to be Bruno Fernandes and Harry Maguire and Marcus Rashford because Marcus Rashford got a, got a rest in midweek. So I do think Rashford, Fernandes and Maguire will play because Maguire always plays. But other than that, I think you're going to see um, six or seven changes from Man U and you're probably going to see a close to full strength Liverpool side that want to land a psychological blow on Manchester United. And I think that was the thinking behind it. And if that is the thinking behind it, that's why I wanted to initially take Liverpool. But after seeing them yesterday and looking at the fact they haven't scored in four games, how can I do that? It just makes it so very, very difficult to take them here, even though the, the qualification prices and the pick prices are the same. So Liverpool as a pick here is 10 to 11, Man United 10 to 11. And either team to qualify is both available here at 10 to 11 as well. I do lean Liverpool simply because of that psychological edge that I think he wants to gain. I think that's why he he rested players. I think he feels that he wants to beat Manchester United to gain this psychological edge. But automatically, just that doesn't just happen automatically because you want it to happen. I think even if Liverpool had won yesterday, this by no means would have been an automatic play, but it would have been a stronger play. I'm now reached a point where I'm only talking about this game because it's the game of the week. I'm now only talking about this game because it's uh, Manchester United versus Liverpool. Prior to that Burnley result, this would have been a stronger play, a stronger gut play, not based obviously on anything statistical or anything based on data because Manchester United are the team who are playing better at the moment and Liverpool are really struggling. But I expected them to end their struggles yesterday and to get back-to-back wins here to win against a fringe Manchester United team. Obviously, that goes out of the window. If Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is, is wise to that trick, and if, and if he knows that's what Sol, that's what Klopp plans to do, then perhaps he will field a stronger team than I am anticipating at the weekend. This really can't be played until you see what the team news is, or you get more information. Obviously, if you keep your ears to the ground and your eyes open, you will hear more information via press conferences and via um, insider websites as to what these two teams are doing and perhaps you can get an edge over the books to do that that's my job that's what I do for my clients over at lockbetting.com I will be keeping my eyes open and my ears open for everything pertaining to information as to team news because team news may be key because one of these teams may just decide to forfeit their position in the FA Cup and who can blame them Liverpool have the Champions League and they're trying to get back into the league at the moment they're trying to maintain a place in the top four they're not talking themselves talking about themselves as title contenders right now after yesterday they can't do Man United are title contenders at the moment and they are looking to maintain that run at the top. They've also got Europa League coming up as well. So perhaps an FA Cup exit is beneficial to these two teams. It's why it makes it so difficult to handicap. But off the back of Liverpool's team yesterday, I expected them to go out and narrowly beat Burnley with the team they put out, get themselves some momentum coming to this game and knock Man United in the FA Cup and land that psychological blow on us. Now, after yesterday, I'm not too sure. So as I said, we have reached a point where I'm simply talking about this game because it is the game of the week and it does deserve a little bit of airtime. But I really have no strong play in it. I would still lean Liverpool. I still see a scenario where Man United put out four first-team players and Liverpool put out close to 11. Possibly more realistically, eight or nine. But um, but yeah, I think we'll just wait and see with this one. And um, that lean has kind of gone out of the window. I've just kept this game on the show simply because it is what it is. Up next, we look at Everton versus Sheffield Wednesday, where Sheffield, where sorry, Everton are the two to five favourites. It's nineteen to five the draw, and it's seven to one on Sheffield Wednesday. 
This one does fall into the category where I like Everton to win to nil here. I also like Everton to cover a minus 1.5 handicap, which is available at 6 to 5 plus money. Everton to win to nil is bigger, is available even bigger plus money here at 13 to 10. Sheffield Wednesday have failed to score in five of their last nine away games. This Sheffield Wednesday team are averaging fewer shots per game than any other team in the championship at 8.4. Plus, Everton have scored exactly twice in each of the last three FA Cup home games against lower league opponents. Some additional information here as well. This is Sheffield Wednesday's first game in two weeks after a whole bunch of positive COVID tests, which led to a whole bunch of postponements. In addition to that, they have yet to appoint a new permanent manager following Tony Pulis' dismissal last month. And uh, they've routinely found goals hard to come by on the road since October last year, having failed to register in five of their last nine away assignments. I don't know why I put emphasis on year there, um, because the last year was only a few months ago. So yeah, October is just three months ago. It made it sound like it was a lot more because obviously we're in we're in the new year now. Um, I'm just reading my notes there. Uh, so no, no emphasis on that. It is just October. Um, it's five out of nine where they haven't where they haven't scored, which is over half. And they're coming up here against Premier League opposition. They have managerial issues. They have COVID issues. They haven't played for a while. Everything here points to an easy, easy day for Everton. And I will ride the the trend of taking the team to nil, but I also like the handicap here at minus 1.5 here in this one. Last game we'll look at here is on Monday and it features Tottenham, another team who I think will be taking the the FA Cup seriously. Jose Mourinho is already a a very defensive-minded manager and he will not be wanting to concede a goal here against Wickham, who are the 9-1 underdogs. It's 5-1 on the draw and it's 2-7 here on Spurs. We will continue to ride the trend. Tottenham to win to nil is available at a really good price here of six to four. Maybe they are expecting some some heavy, heavy rotation from Spurs, perhaps 11 players. But as I said before, these are 11 players that play in the Europa League. It's not a concern for me if Tottenham rotate. You end up with the likes of Gareth Bale and Lucas Moura on the pitch and it really is nothing to worry about here. So Tottenham to nil again. So as you saw, I gave five to nil bets out on the show. I do recommend taking all of them perhaps for a half unit. The lock here on the show is going to be Leicester for all of the reasons I outlined earlier on in the show. That's it for this edition of the EPL Show FA Cup Special. Don't forget to check out the Bundesliga Show, the Fight Show, and my worst day ever, which should be all available now. Good luck with all of your bets as always, and thanks for listening. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.